Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Okay, what damage do you have? Talent. Just the tires are flat spotted. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hand the mic over to a man. A man who is ribbed for your pleasure. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Goldie, a.k.a. the Goldabotomous. And it's episode 52 as I lurk near the watering holes, lapping up all the juicy, good, tasty Formula One user discussion. Nom, 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 nom. Whoa, 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 watch out. Watch out there, big chief. That's right. Right there, right there. It's a deadly, deadly thing you're about to walk into. It is my fair mate now. If you wouldn't mind just parking it on up in there, as it is the parking in my fair mate show. The show that talks all the news, opinions, discussions, results, cancelled races, contract talks, F1 apps being hacked, and more. It's the number one Formula One podcast out there, according to myself, and I'm never wrong. You've heard the predictions. George Russell will score points eventually. And what a humongous, colossus, gigantic show we have on offer for you today. We have so much to cover. This episode will probably go for five hours. Don't look at the runtime. I'll make sure it goes a lot less. So make sure that vino glass is topped up to the tippity top. Almost overflowing, but not quite. The tannins are breathing quite nicely. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. And we are up to episode number 52 here, but don't panic if you've missed any of the other episodes. Head on over to the website, parkinitbyfairbay.com, 
to download all the previous episodes. And trust me, you'll want to do that. Also, merch store is coming soon. So watch this space so you can look fresh when you're out and about representing your pimp merch. Better yet, look at that listening device and make sure you gently caress and stroke the subscribe and follow button like it was your lover. That way you can hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And who doesn't want to do that? But tonight, we're going to go through every single thing that happened on the weekend, all of it. And I'm sure that Michael Massey is still handing out some five-second penalties. That was a little ridiculous. The Australian Grand Prix has been cancelled for this year as well. Honda sticking around with Red Bull for a little bit longer. F1 app was attacked. And a new segment called You Can't Be Serious. The good, the bad, the ugly will be back, of course. Oh, that's the stuff. And, of course, your stat of the week. Well, ooh-wee, that is a big show. A big, big show. So pull up a chair, put your feet up, close your eyes, and enjoy the show. Okay, so race two in Austria, back-to-back, and the third leg of the triple header is over. And it was all Red Bull again, with Max Verstappen cruising to a victory and his 50th podium. Huge congratulations to him. It was such a dominant performance and he looked so comfortable out there. So, could we be saying that the Mercedes domination era is officially dead? Well, it's it's on life support. It's pretty close to it. Again, we were promised wet weather and it didn't fucking deliver, but it will still be a fascinating weekend. That was much, much more action-packed than the previous race there. And lucky too, if Austria starts putting on the shit shows then we'll, we've been blessed this season with, then uh, may not be the circuit for doubleheaders in the future. No, no, I kid, I kid. It's the perfect circuit for doubleheaders. Although they didn't put on a good weekend, and the views though from the circuit were immaculate. It's the scenery, the picturesque quality. Austria, Spielberg. Is it Spielberg? 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 Yep. Anyway, it's now time to break down everything that happened session by session and look at how it all unfolded and why there were so many fucking five-second penalties handed out. Let's start with FP1, and there was a theme that's going to present itself throughout all of free practice and the weekend in general. That theme was traffic. Now, what did you expect? There are 20 cars on the track at any time. And the circuit is smaller than Yuki Tsunoda's penis. And just like Yuki Tsunoda's penis, there are 20 men going as fast as they can around it. Okay, that didn't really make a lot of sense. Ignore that joke. Speaking of Alpha Tauris, though, both drivers face traffic in FP1. Let's take a listen to first Gasly running into some traffic, followed up by Tsunoda when an Alpha Romeo and a Williams got into both of their ways. I get traffic every f***ing way, nobody gives a f***, so... That's not really gonna change now. Yeah, f- idiot, this guy. I mean, Gasly's race engineer was right, though. What What are you gonna do about it? Yeah? But it, it isn't really gonna help but change it now. He's right. So fucking carry on, mate. FP2 was much of the same. It was now Max's turn to get pissed off, and don't you dare ask him what happened. I'm not even gonna say what the f*** happened. What happened? No, I'm not gonna f- say it. People are blind. 
We Max. Maxi Bond. Uh, what happened out there, mate? A lot of people running wide like Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc as well. But other than that, there wasn't too much going on. FB3, again, nothing. Just going through the motions, just getting ready, tiptoeing around that circuit because cost cap. Cost cap, cost cap, cost cap. Don't want to damage a car now. But it was time for some qualifying though. And it was business as usual for Q1. Although the biggest surprise there was the Alpines with the difference between them. Alonso set the third fastest time in Q1, only outdriven by Verstappen and Lando Norris, but, but Ocon, on the other hand, was struggling quite a lot, missing out on advancing into Q2, leaving Quali with the two Haas's, Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher. Nicholas Latifi joins them as well, and Kimi Raikkonen, but the biggest dick move by a driver other than in the race, of course, came in Q2 when Alonso, at the very end of the session was blisteringly quick. Looking like he was going to be top four, top five easily. And looking to set that lap time. But remember when I mentioned that there are, there can be a lot of traffic on the second? Well, lo and behold, look what happened. Have a listen. The car park should have sorted itself out by the time Alonso rises over this crest and then doesn't see. Six cars in the way, all trying to oh. get a gap, but he is going to get a little bit of traffic and he's been held up by the Aston Martin there of Sebastian Vettel. What the f I cannot believe it. We need a match. We were top three, top four today. So we're going to go in about five seconds. I don't think we make it. Don't okay, go ahead of them then. Go, 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 yeah, go, go, Alonso two. Yeah, I know. Go to Delta and keep it negative. Why did you not tell me about Alonso? I did say, okay. Mm, Vettel at the end. Why did you not tell me about Alonso? Um, he did fucking tell you about Alonso thing about Vettel is he is very crafty motherfucker and will do whatever he can to make himself look good. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't hear that. Multi-21, said Multi-21. And wouldn't you know it, but Vettel makes it through to Q3 and Alonso didn't. The two Ferraris also join him. Carlos Sainz, the smooth operator. And Charles Leclerc as well with racing car Jesus, Antonio Giovinazzi and no surprises that Danny Rick joins him. Now, I, I hate to say there's no surprise because we're at that point now where it's not a surprise anymore that Danny Rick isn't going into Q3. His woeful season in the McLaren failing uh, to make it into Q3, but but wait, hold on a sec. Hold on, what is, what is that? Have I forgotten to mention someone's name? Bet you're sweet behind I have. Going into Q3 was George Russell. Take a listen as he finds out the news. Talk to me. Talk to me. So currently, please send. So we're through. We're through, mate. Well done. Car boys on the mediums. Yes. 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 That was awesome. Nice one. Now, time for Q3. And Max Verstappen put on a fucking clinic, setting a time of 103.720. Only four one hundredths quicker than P2. Four one hundredths. Oh, and sorry. That's not the shocking bit. That P2? Well, it's none other than Mr. Lando Norris. Take a listen. I did the best I could. 
Okay, mate, I hope you're sitting down. P2, P2. Let's go, boys! <laughs> awesome job. Alex, well done. Awesome Good job. Well done, mate. Great job. Vamos! Great job, man. Amazing qualifying. Yeah, well done. Was. Amazing effort by him. Perez was third, so no Mercedes in the top three. Gasly qualifies P6 because of course he fucking does. And good on George Russell getting into Q3 and still not qualifying 10th. He improved and got into P9. One spot up on Lance Stroll. Vettel was handed a three grid spot penalty for what happened with Alonso in Q2. So in the end, George Russell starting P8. <laughs> Where it's going to happen, guys. He's finally going to score himself some points. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. But it's race time, and there was still no fucking rain in the area at all. This is fucking bullshit. Bring on the rain. Anyway, it's lights out. And away we go. Only the one lap one incident with Ocon becoming the embarrassment sandwich himself, getting squeezed like a tube of toothpaste and completely fucking that right front tire. Take a listen to the call by Crofty. He gets to turn three. He's the filling in a sandwich between Mick Schumacher on the outside and Antonio Giovinazzi on the inside. And Giovinazzi uh, clips his front right. I'm out, guys. That's it. Now, it was only a couple of laps later, lap four, where we got the second moment of the race. As Max has already started getting himself a nice handy lead, Perez took the restart after the safety car to try and make a move on Lando Norris. In what would be the most ironic moment of the race, Perez tried to go around the outside. Norris said, hold your horses, cowboy. Not on my watch. Yeehaw! And he closed the door, forcing Perez onto the gravel. Perez wasn't happy about it either. Take a listen. Sergio Perez now, turn four, trying to go the long way round the outside. His duel continues with Lando Norris as he now goes onto the gravel and he loses six or seven places as a result of that. He puts me off. Now let's see if Perez learned anything from that moment. Norris would pick up a five second penalty as a result. Listen to his channel, his inner Kimi Raikkonen when he was told the news. Have a five second penalty, we have a five second penalty, but it's okay at the moment. For what? The gap, don't worry about it now, the gap to Daniel is 24.9. Yeah, whatever. If it's for two, lap one, then what did the guy expect trying to go around the outside? In the midst of all that, Yuki Tsunoda went into the pits wrong and crossed the white line and got himself a five second penalty. We move ahead to lap 20 with Perez out of the way. Lewis Hamilton started to hunt on Lando in P2. And this was really entertaining to watch as the two Brits fought it out. Lando with some amazing defending and Lewis looking to pounce. Take a listen at the moment when Sir Lewis Hamilton eventually got past Mr. Lando Norris. Hamilton is going to dive down the inside at turn four. And maybe Norris's tyres are going off a little bit because Hamilton had that move done an awful lot earlier than he might have been expecting. Such a great driver, Lando. Hamilton sustained damage to his car at some point. His pace was compromised and Bottas, who had now passed Norris, was chasing down Sir Lewis Hamilton. But like a good boy, he just kept his distance and was awaiting further instructions. But then the message came over the radio. I would never have thought to hear from Mercedes. They actually said this, and I'm not even making this up. Bottas, you're free to race Hamilton. What the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I thought... 
I must have been dreaming. Bottas was easily able to pass Hamilton. And we move on. I mean, I think Hamilton obviously let him. He knew what was happening on there. But Bottas was being a very, very good boy there. I think he knows uh, he needs to be on his best behavior if he wants to stick around. Hamilton signed an extension. That's his best chance of getting one too. We move even further along lap 41. Perez has to defend against a red-hot Charles Leclerc. And remember what happened to him all the way back on lap one? And he thinks, yeah, that's not a bad strategy. Perez then forces Leclerc off the track. You can see the Scarlet Ferrari and they touch and this time it's Leclerc that goes off into the gravel. Perez gets himself a five second penalty for it. Six laps later, Leclerc tries again and Perez thinks to himself, it worked so well the first time around, why not just try it again? There's nothing to separate these two cars. Round the outside goes Charles Leclerc. You don't overtake there around the outside, and that's why Leclerc goes off into the gravel. Carlos, this guy's the Get out of the way. Perez gets himself another five-second penalty. Then Sunoda forgets how to enter the pits again and gets another five-second penalty. Hold on. What's this? No, no, no. Stop. Stop everything. What's this? George Russell is currently driving in the points and there aren't many laps left in the race. He's going to do it. He's finally going to do it and score a point for Willie. Oh, no way. Never mind. Alonso caught him and overtook him. <sighs> lap 71, the final lap. It is all good now. Just comfortably driving to the checkered flag and don't stress about anything at all. Oh, no, no. We couldn't have nice things because Kimi Raikkonen and Seb Vettel forgot how to drive and crashed into each other on the last lap. Seriously, the two drivers with five world championships between them, 500 races between them, can't manage to finish a race without an incident. Take a listen. There was a bit of an incident on the last lap. I think Vettel uh, getting involved here as well and Raikkonen, two very, very good friends as well. I don't know what happened there. I just focused on uh, getting a clean run down to turn six. But it was the Max Verstappen show. He comfortably won the race. Take a listen as Max crosses the line with ease and gets another victory. They came, they saw, he conquered. Max Verstappen wins the Austrian Grand Prix. Great job, Max. Great job. Whole fastest lap race win. Wow, even better than last week. The car was on rails on every tyre. Incredible, guys. <laughs> that was clinical, Max. Fantastic. Yeah, congrats, everyone. That's just amazing. Let's keep this up. Bottas gets himself a nice second place there that no one seemed to really care about at all. And Norris crosses in P3. Take a listen on the, to the radio message for Lando Norris. That's P3. P3. Okay, Lando, so you're on the podium, so we'll be driving to the grid again. It's the same deal as yesterday. Yeah, good job. Might, you know, I'm not happy. Should have been P2, but... Good improvement from last weekend. We were fighting them and we were better, so... Yeah, sorry about lap one. But I don't know what I should have done. Yeah, mate, I know you're about that, but don't worry about it. Ironically, he got a penalty for doing the same thing later. You got driver of the day. George Russell so disappointed to see him miss out on the points, but I think that's only because he's saving something special for Silverstone. Nah, just kidding. He won't score any points there either. 
Too fast, that track for him. The car's too slow. Take a listen to the disappointment in his voice with that one. Okay, George. Good job, mate. Good job. So that is P11. That's P11. So go in lap. Uh, sorry, guys. I did everything I could. Was that enough today? All I had to do was just too quick. No, I don't apologise. That was, that was mega. That was really, really good. Good job. But that is the absolute breakdown of everything that happened in the second Austrian Circuit Grand Prix this year. I wasn't the steering, so I guess it was technically the first Austrian uh, GP of the year, and the only one. So what do you guys think? Did I miss out on anything? I think I covered it all pretty well. Oh, Paul DeResta in the commentary box. Not bad at all. I think I like it. You're in a bit of trouble, Martin Brundle. You are in a bit of trouble, but hey, 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 hey. It's time for the news. No, no, news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. It is the pimp news, Whistleman. Do your thing. <laughs> All right, we've got a lot of news to cover today, and we're going to start with the breaking news from yesterday. The Australian Grand Prix for 2021 has been cancelled again, second year in a row. Victorian Sports Minister Martin Pakula said this, Formula One and MotoGP require assurances and undertakings and guarantees this week about the conduct of those events. There are a few months to go, but they need to plan and they need to have contingencies in place. Given the very low national two-dose vaccination numbers and given the decision of National Cabinet on Friday, we're simply not in a position to give F1 management or MotoGP the sport uh, the sorts of assurances they require. Some 1,600 visitors in November with the bes uh, bespoke quarantine arrangements needed really makes it extremely difficult for us to give those organizations the guarantee they require. Now, this is kind of frustrating. I was definitely planning on heading over to Melbourne to check out the Grand Prix in November. But, but, because we're lazy with our vaccinations, we're not getting them out quick enough. The public can't get them. It's a shambles. I mean, yes, well, we've had a few spikes of COVID actually lately, so we're starting to get some. But compared to the rest of the world, we're, we're in a great spot. But then now the government's getting complaints and, and we're not getting our vaccines. It's getting a bit too slow. We need to hurry this up so we can get back to some normality. <laughs> I want F1 back in Australia. I've already reached out to uh, a couple of track owners that are around Australia. The only problem is we don't have another circuit anywhere throughout Australia that is a um, grade one FIA circuit. We've got a couple of grade twos I'm sure they could be modified. I'm sure people are willing to spend the money. Isolate them, get them into a bubble. Oh, we'll make it work. Come on, come on, let's, don't give up hope. Moving on, Lewis Hamilton. Did he sign a contract? Oh my, what? I'm sorry, is it July and Lewis Hamilton has signed a contract? It's usually a lot later than that. This is what he's had to say. It's hard to believe it. It's nearly been nine years working with this incredible team. And I'm super excited we're going to be able to continue our partnership for two more years. We've accomplished so much together, but we still have a lot more to achieve. 
both on and off the track. I'm incredibly proud and grateful of how Mercedes has supported me in my drive to improve diversity and equality in the sport. They have held themselves accountable and made important strides in creating a more diverse team and inclusive environment. And as we enter a new era of F1 from 2022 onwards, there can be no better driver to have in our team than Lewis. Now, this is what Toto had to say. His achievements in the sport speak for themselves. With his experience, speed and racecraft, he is at the peak of his powers. We are relishing the battle we have on our hands this year. And that's why we also wanted to agree to this contract early, so we have no distractions from the competition on track. I have already said that as long as Lewis still possesses the fire for racing, he can continue as long as he wants. So that was what Toto Wolf had to say. Now we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the next episode so we can dive into and uncover all the juicy, sexy details. But of course, if you're Mercedes, you want to get this job done as quickly as possible. Despite what is happening on the driver's standings right now, Lewis Hamilton is the best driver of all time. He's the GOAT. Right now, if you could get him in your team, in your car, in that seat, you get him in that seat. But yeah, like I said, next episode we'll go through a lot more detail. I'll cover everything, what that means for Valtteri Bottas as well. Moving on. Oh, there's a lot of news today. Honda. Uh, Honda assembling Red Bull engines until the end of 2022. So all of next season as well. Obviously... As we gear ourselves up within Red Bull Powertrains, 2022 will be a transitionary year, said Christian Horner. So we're working with Honda to have a soft landing where the engines will be continued to be assembled in Sakura 2022 before the process is being taken in our new facility in time for 2023. Now, obviously, they've got the engine freeze happening uh, next year. So whatever engine you have, uh, that'll be in place until 2025 when the new regulations come in for that as well. So, I think Red Bull have played this perfectly. They've timed it well. Honda are going to continue to make their engines next year. They're going to learn, they're going to adapt, and then Red Bull will be able to just pick it up, do it from their factory the year after. I love it. Simple, simple. F1 confirms that their app was attacked. The F1 app first sent out a message saying, Foo. Foo. That was followed up by another saying, hmm, I should really check my security, smiley face. F1 said it has no reason to believe user data was compromised during the attack. And F1 statement said, our investigation confirms that the targeted attack was limited to the push notification services. We will continue to investigate, review and improve safety measures. But at this time, we have no reason to believe that any customer data has been accessed during this incident. Hey, I, I had a little giggle out of it because I know how technologically backwards the FIA are. Yes, they've got all the gizmos and gadgets on the track, but they, they're they archaic. They're run by old white men. And I don't know if you've ever watched your dad try and upload something to Facebook or comment on a post or something like that. It's embarrassing at times. But, hey, we've covered everything that's going on. That is... The news. You can't, you can't, you can't be serious. Fuck, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. All right, it's time for a new segment. 
called you can't be serious. You can't be serious. It's where we actually talk about the dumbest moment from the weekend. We used to eat our embarrassment sandwich. I got full. So I put it down. And now we're going to talk about how you can't be serious. Now this week, you can't be serious moment goes to Michael Massey. Race director at the Austrian GP, handing out five-second penalties like he was Oprah. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. The fans want wheel-to-wheel racing, Michael Massey. You can't. You can't. Michael Massey, you can't be serious. We're finally getting a product on TV that people can get behind. Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't be serious. Would you be happy if every race was like Monica? No overtaking, no yellow flags, no drama, no fun. You like not having fun, Michael? Well, that's the world we are heading to with you in charge. Shape up or F1 will return to unwatchable swill. All because of you. Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't. You can't. Be serious. You can't, you can't, you can't be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time, yeah. So much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, Stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, short, sharp, and shiny stat today. All about Max Verstappen. As Max Verstappen got his 50th podium. He got the race win too, but his 50th podium over the weekend as well. He has as many podiums as Jensen Button in his whole career. Think about that. He's also the youngest by quite a margin, 250 podiums. I'm telling you, it's just a short, sharp, shiny, simple stat of the week. Uh, He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. It was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And with a race on the weekend, we need to break down everything that happened. All the good, all the bad, and all the ugly. Oh, there was so much going on out there. So much that we need to discuss. Because how are you guys supposed to know what happened if... Uh, Uncle Cordy's not going through it with you. So, let's start with the good. Fernando Alonso. Jeez, he was quick in that Alpine, wasn't he? He was third fastest in Q1. He he looked great. Lando Norris and Verstappen were quicker, but he looked great. If it wasn't for Seb Vettel, it would be an entirely different weekend for him. Absolutely amazing drive by him in that uh, tube of toothpaste, which is the Alpine. I thought he'd be closer. To where Ocon is than where he is right now. They look fantastic. Max Verstappen is the good as well because, my God, you can't fault him. You cannot fault Max Verstappen. He had an incredible, incredible weekend. 
again. Fastest lap, pole position, got the race win. That's the triple crown. He just looks amazing out there, so you can't... He's probably driver of the day too. And he didn't get it, Lando got it. But I think that's only because Max wasn't on TV. He wasn't having to struggle. And that's, you know, it sucks. He's punished for being too good at the sport. Lando Norris is also the good because he looked fantastic. P2 in quali, P3 in the race on the podium yet again. Well done, Lando Norris. The good. Sir Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you can't fault him. Yes, he started, was it P4? And I think he ended up finishing P4 as well. He had a lot of issues with the tyre, uh, not with the tyres, but with the car itself. Picked up some damage at some point. Had to get overtaken by his teammate. But you look at the battles he got in throughout the race. For a guy with a damaged car, he was pushing it to Lando, able to overtake Lando Norris. He was, you know, really able to have some scraps out there. And he looked really good in a car that was clearly damaged. The good George Russell. Got into Q3 easily. P9 finishes on pole. Uh, not on pole, sorry. P9 is where he finishes, starts on the grid. And unfortunately, if it wasn't for Alonso, he'd be scoring his first Williams point. The good. Valtteri Bottas. Guy doesn't get enough credit. He didn't really do much. He, he obeyed team orders to a T and got himself on the podium P2. So I don't know why all the hate is there for... Valtteri Bottas because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But anyway, it's now time to talk about the bad. Because there was a bit of bad over the weekend. <laughs> it was not all roses and sunshine and candy. No, 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 no. There was some bad. We're going to start with Sergio Perez. Two five-second penalties for forcing people off the track after you got forced off the track yourself on lap one by Lando Norris. That is bad. He also started in P3 at the start of the race. Didn't get a podium in a Red Bull. You know, he was getting into scraps with Charles Leclerc the whole time. He was pushed back after the restart, after the safety car. But these are all errors on you. The bad. The Ferraris. I mean, they were bad in quality. That's what the issue was. And then when the race came around, he just couldn't really keep up. I mean, yes, Leclerc got forced off the track a couple of times. Um, Sainz was able to get a nice pass as well, but I expect I expect a little bit better. I think we're going to start expecting a little bit better from Ferrari, despite their dismal season last year. The bad, Seb Vettel in qualifying. My God, man. Listen to your race engineer. I'm not going to say it was easy for him because obviously even being a four-time world champ, driving a Formula 1 car around that circuit is extremely difficult, I imagine. I couldn't. I can't even fit in the seat of a Formula 1 car. And these guys are getting fed instruction after instruction while driving at a squillion miles an hour while trying to set up a fastest lap as well. And they've got to deal with traffic. You were told about Alonso. You failed to get out of the way. But you still managed to get into Q3. I don't know. I feel like you knew exactly what was going on and you played us all like a fiddle. A bad Yuki Sonoda. Learn about the white lines into qualifying. It's not that difficult. Into the pit lane, sorry. Just just follow the white lines, mate. Don't cross them. 
Two five-second grid pace. But and the thing is, we raced there last weekend and he didn't do it once. It hasn't changed. They haven't changed the circuit. They haven't changed the layout. Anyway, that was your bad for the weekend. But where there's good, where there's bad, there's also a little bit of ugly. We're going to start with Michael Massey. Now, he made him, he, he really did this to himself. When he gave Lando Norris a five second penalty for forcing Perez off the track, that meant that every other incident that is similar to that is getting a five second penalty too. That means that Perez gets two five second penalties for doing the same thing to Leclerc. That means Sonoda gets two five second penalties because he doesn't know how lines work. It's because. Uh, well, Seb Vettel gets a five-second penalty for crashing into Raikkonen at the end of the race. You, we want wheel-to-wheel -wheel action. If you punish one person, you're setting a precedent, a dangerous precedent, that you've now got to follow for the rest of the race. That's why you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. Can't be serious. The ugly Austrian weather. I mean, the, it wasn't. That's the problem. Mix it up. The hills need to be alive with the sound of raining. I mean, that's, I mean, we're going to the UK and that's always dismal weather. So anyway, that is your good, the bad and the ugly. Did I miss out on anything? Oh, the good as well. I've got to chuck Paul DeResta into the good. I love having him in the commentary booth. Um, Martin Brundle. I think we're starting that transition process where Martin Brundle is going to go part-time. Do maybe like 10 races a year. Paul DeResta is doing the other 10. I'm sure that's already been discussed. Uh, but excellent work again. But that's your good, the bad, the ugly. If I missed out on anything, head over to the socials at Parker in my family. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs. I'll be sitting there, arms wide open, ready to catch you. Make sure you don't hurt yourself. But that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, guys, it's come to the end of episode number 52. Ooh, ooh, wee. We're going along nicely. Next stop is episode 100. Oh, oh, we're tracing that one down very nicely. Should be able to hit it before the end of the year. But thank you so much for stopping by. Again, if you've missed out on any episodes, parkitinbyfermate.com. Download them all there. Or you can hit the subscribe and follow button on your app you're listening to right now so you never miss out on an episode moving forward but as always my lovelies my lovely jubblies thank you so much for listening thanks for listening Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.